Welcome, 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 welcome to the Life is Dumb Podcast. Abruptly, music stops and we're back. <laughs> What's going on, dude? What's up? No worry. Man, just burning the candle at both ends. It does feel that way right now, huh? It does. But, you know, it's what it is. It's like always for something. Right? Yeah. Especially, I mean, if it's things you like to do, then it's cool. Like, I, you know, like uh, one of my buddies uh, from the program, school, he had his birthday and he wanted everybody to go downtown last night. And just a couple of his close friends. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll come down and. Ended up coming home at like one thirty in the morning. You know, my intention was to be back around ten thirty. <clears throat> get up for work this morning, like, oh. But you ended up having a good time and just do it. It's, yeah, it's it's funny how that works. Like I didn't want to go just for whatever reason, you know. Just felt like being lazy. Ended up going. I'm like, this is I'm having an absolute blast right now. You know, I moved here to Colorado, <clears throat> excuse me, thinking that um I would be hiking every weekend and camping all the time. Granted, it is the end of January, so it's not like I'm picking up my camping stuff and going right. places. But however, I I don't know what it is, like work week and what, I mean, I'm just really happy being right here. Yeah, and my list. Slow down and stuff. And like and just, just knocking stuff off my list. But, well, before we get any farther. Yes. <clears throat> For those of you who are just tuning in, thanks for tuning in on whatever platform you're tuning in on. You can always find us at Podomatic or iTunes. iTunes is our gold standard. Please log in, subscribe, leave a star rating, preferably more than one star, um, and a comment, good criticism, anything that you'd like to hear us talk about. And you know, you can also find us on our Facebook page, the Life Is Done Podcast Facebook group. We've got some other things coming down the pike. This is our ninth this is episode, it, yeah. so. We're just moving along. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I was nine. thinking about that the other day. <clears throat> Two plus months in. And it, I mean, you just kind of plug away every week and you get it done. And you know, the next thing you know, it's just, I mean, it's just like life. You're like, holy shit, we're, we're, we're I mean, we'll be on 10. And what would they say that you under, you, you overestimate what you can get done in a day. You underestimate what you can get done in a year. Yeah. And even, I mean, you look back two months ago and you're like, I've done quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I remember the first one when the studio was over there <laughs> and you know, we're just like slowly making upgrades and being hopefully being better at it. So, but however, thank you for tuning in. And today's topic <clears throat> is about, I think it's a broad topic of resiliency or being resilient. Right. What is it and how does it apply? And <sighs> so I have to be honest. I can't begin to talk about resiliency without plugging the army here. And for anybody who's listening that's been in the military in the last five years, um, knows what resiliency training is. Resiliency training, <clears throat> if it, it was, uh, the, for what I understand, the military realized that everyone was getting a little burned out, you know, couple, two wars, Multiple deployments. So it's been nonstop for several years now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and they said, gosh, you know what would be really good is if we created a program 
to teach resiliency and tools for resiliency. Now, this was probably really good for your typical line unit who worked, you know, they trained in the field, they did training operations, they, you know, had a pretty regimented schedule Monday through Friday. This is what you're, you had a, you know, training, six week training calendar. You knew what you were going to do. So resiliency training was two days of like downtime, 8 8 a.m. start time. Maybe not. I'm sure someone's in a line unit going, this is not the way it was. However, my experience and the nurse's experience and the medic's experience in the hospital was, hey, listen, we got to take care of patients. So that comes first. So your schedule is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you come back for the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. So you've got two days off. You got Thursday and Friday that you get to do your errands, see your family, <clears throat> kiss your wife, kiss your kids, hang out. Well, wait a second. We have this mandatory resiliency training that you have to come do. Okay, so that means you can cover me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I'll go knock some of this out, right? No, no, no. Uh, we, you have to come in on your day off the only day off that you have this week on Thursday and Friday to learn about resiliency. So you can only imagine that was the running joke is <clears throat> I am here learning to be resilient, not because this class is teaching me anything on resilience. It's because I am here on my day off learning about resiliency when I could be sitting on the beach or I could be sitting my ass at home being as resilient as an individual possibly could be <laughs> because I'm not here. Right. <laughs> so <clears throat> I, I, I know that there would be someone out there uh, in the military who's done this before who's, who would almost be upset that I wouldn't talk about the ridiculous nature of resiliency in the military. But however... It sounds almost like it's a forced thing. <clears throat> oh, completely. Like, like resiliency is not something you, like, you, you do... It's, it's something you become. Yeah, it's a. It's, it's something like a, you. I, I guess my when we started talking about doing this, I, I kind of for a second thought I've never actually thought about what is resiliency. What is it to me? What does it mean to be resilient? But like they talk about it a lot in sports. Obviously, military, they're going to talk about it. And I, I don't think that resilient. I mean, I guess you become you're resilient, but it's not something you just. <coughs> it's a. It's just something that. Oh, sorry, I completely <laughs> muted you by chance. I, you're. <laughs> you, Wrong microphone. My bad. <laughs> Sorry. Keep oh, going. Good. But it's, it's something Technical that... difficulties. I, I think it's just something you look back on. It, it's something that comes out of struggle. Like, oh, you know, in sports, they talk about a team lost their captain or their best player goes down and somehow they make the playoffs and make a good run and he comes back or her, she comes back and, and they find a way to to compete and, and make make best of whatever a difficult situation may have been. And during those difficult situations, you're not sitting there thinking, oh, I'm going to be resilient. You're just like, well, what is, what is the job? What do I have to do? What's the next step I yeah. have to take? And then a month down the road or, you know, you you do some kind of reflection as a team, as a human being, whatever it might be, you, you turn back and it's you're like, wow, they were really resilient during that <clears> time. That was a stressful time. That was a time of incredible uncertainty. But now what we have is is this new product or you know whatever it might be that we are proud of or proud of our efforts or proud of um finding a way to go through that and you can look back and say like oh so it's yeah it was resilient it's really more of an outcome 
I, your I've, outcome is resilient. That's how I, I view it. It's kind of like growth. Like I am not growth. Growth is something that is developed through habit mm. and struggle and progress and just so many variables. And I feel like resiliency is the same way. But I feel like one of the things about resiliency is, you know, we hear about it in sports, you hear about it in military, you hear it in these just big, uh, like almost team or, you know, camaraderie, sure. you know, rah-rah type things. But like resiliency can be you looking back last week and saying, I was in a tough spot. Now I feel like I've created a new opportunity or... I feel like I've dug myself out to be able to continue to do something. And uh, so I think that it's almost the way it, resiliency to me is more of a reflection. Yeah. It's something that is, is done because of something that happened and that you found your way through tough times or I guess it, I don't know if it doesn't have to be negative, but it tends to be through struggle. Yeah. Through some sort of struggle. Right. It's interesting though, when, <clears throat> when we, God, I got to get this, I'm not going to say it anyway. It's a, <laughs> And I was going to get the ready for the uh, joke. Okay. Felt like a layup coming. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to let it happen. Um, so it's interesting, though, especially learning about what resiliency is and the tools uh, of resiliency. And I, I think I find myself, and I give credit to the military for this, because as much as we hated it, it became a running joke. And you became resilient because of this mundane, horrific tasks that you had to do on your days off. However, it does teach you to recognize resiliency almost as it happens. And I think like, for example, you know, I'll just set the framework for resiliency. And for, for me, like this week, just as a personal application, we're trying to buy a house and we're trying to build because we're finding out that it's just not worth it to sink another 75 K into a house that's already, you know, expensive. And right. so it's just not, maybe not that worth it. So, you know, you're going back and forth and <clears throat> trying to figure out how much a loan's going to be with money down conventional versus VA. And I was waiting to get my VA loan and waiting for this certificate of eligibility. And, you know, I was, everybody gets it with an honorable discharge and it's not that it's that big a deal, but it's, it's like you're waiting for, you know, <clears throat> everything to come together. And there was the government shutdown that happened. So now, you know, you're trying to get a hold of uh, the VA. And it, for whatever reason, the entire week, I was just on edge. And, you know, do you figure having a meeting on Saturday, we're going to go in and we're going to discuss this. And I found that I think, you know, maybe this is too much therapy session, but buying a house <clears throat> is so important to me, not because it's my own roof over my head. I can live anywhere. We live here. So it's great. You know, it's a luxury problem. However, it's like a testament to my self-worth again. And it's that important. And I didn't realize it was that important until I started thinking about it. And this week, there was a lot of emotion attached to figuring out different type of loan scenarios. And <clears throat> you know, I, fe I felt being really super, like my feelings were really superficial. Uh, my frustration was very superficial. I could, you could just feel it, you know? And I remember when I, everything went through, the VA loan went through, I got some scenarios on like Thursday. I just let down and it was like this wave, just this, it was Friday actually. <laughs> and it was like headache, back of the neck, headache, just flooded in, just tired as shit, just like almost immediately. And 
I realized when we talked about resiliency and I went and looked back and I, you, you get to decide, right? Well, I mean, you, I can look back on this and say, was I really resilient or not? And I don't think that was the case. You know, I, I think that I let, I wasn't doing what I needed to do to really decompress and allow. And so what I mean by noticing resiliency, um, you know, even doing therapy, um, you know, my, my therapist was like, you've just seemed a little stressed out. Like, no, I got it. I got it. You know, we're, we're good. Um, I went and did sensory deprivation float tank over here in Denver and five points, dude, this place, I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but I just had this like Cubano espresso. (laughs) Um, this place was like star Wars. That's all the videos. It looked pretty sweet. The tank was like seven foot tall. You opened it up and it was like, and there was lights and they played real planetary trance music the entire time. So when you go underwater, it's just the full base effect and just envelops your entire body. The, the water temperature was perfect, so there was a complete disassociation. It was intense. It was so cool. Mm. <clears throat> so anyway, even through that, I still was on edge all week. And I didn't think about the resiliency piece until we really started pushing this as a topic. And it's funny because I can look now, today, when I'm getting frustrated for something I normally wouldn't get frustrated at, or I'm stressing out, I can stop and go, okay, am I being resilient right now? And again, we call it, it's an outcome, right? But it's still, as much as it's an outcome, I think we can recognize whether it's happening right now. And if you can adjust, you know, then you can adjust based on what you know. So, I mean, that's, A, Would you classify that as like an opportunity where you, to acknowledge resiliency, isn't? Are you acknowledging an opportunity to become resilient? Do you think? I, I think where like yeah. you know you you're in this situation where you're like okay, and I know for you you've bought a, you've owned a house before, sure, yeah. and so you know it's not uncharted territory. So you can probably parallel this, you know, yeah. perfectly. It's not that can't be that different, but it's uh, it's one of those things of like. I'm not resilient right now. And obviously you're not having that conversation, but it's more of like a, here's my opportunity to get through something. And it would be, I can see from paralleling it to something else that I've done in my life that this outcome will make me feel resilient. It's, and to me, it's, it's another habit. Yeah. There's, Um, I think there's a couple things by like recognizing or allowing yourself to recognize that you are or not are or aren't being resilient, that it gives you the opportunity to improve, in, um, employ, you know, coping mechanisms or stress reduction or, and, and I think that's what the military did through these programs. It wasn't like, Hey, we're going to talk about resiliency and what it is in the definition. It was, here are tools to be resilient. And I can't tell you one of them right now. (laughs) However, I know that it is, it gives you the opportunity to, to look at the situation and, and explore whether or not you are being resilient or not. Um, and it also gives at least me the opportunity, whether like, so let's say I recognize that I am not being resilient. Like these, the stress that you're feeling right now, the sort of rabbit hole of anxiety that you're propelling yourself down is not resilient. It doesn't mean that I can, I'm going to fix it because sometimes we just get caught in a cycle. We get caught in that, that black hole and there's not, there's, you're not coming out of it. Um, however, at least recognizing for me, at least recognizing that I'm not being resilient or the, the emotions that I'm feeling, 
or the, the anxiety, the frustration, it's the projection a lot of the time is not resilient. At least I've checked in and know that it's not. And I think that's far better than just going unchecked and wondering what the fuck is going on. And I, and I think that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say to you, I think you know that about yourself. I think you know when it's not being resilient or not being resilient, but you know when you're like, dude, I'm not, I'm not right right now. Right. And well, you can feel it. You can feel it. Well, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, we, we went through a therapy session last week. And yeah. In the last few, the last few episodes we have, maybe it's mainly me, but we've both talked about some of the struggles that we're going through. And, and even this week, like I, I went into therapy and it was kind of a revisit to what have I done in the past that I'm not doing right now, or I think I'm doing, but I'm not maybe executing well. And it was one of those things of like, I, I started doing this. If I started talking negatively in my head, I just tried to fight it with a positive. Like, that's not, that's not how that works. Like I should be kind of being show love to those negative thoughts because even when I try and I'm trying to be louder than that negative thought. So I'm creating tension. I'm, I'm fighting, I'm resisting. And we know what happens with resistance. Not much yeah. is going to happen, right? You're just going to keep tail, you know, going in your world, tailspin, tail trying to put like two world. different things. Yeah. Uh, but like resiliency, you know, I talk about it, I played hockey for quite a while and I had several injuries and, I guess you call those things resilient. Like I'm, I've always looked at it and been like, I don't know. I would, I don't classify it as resilient. I, you know, I think there's bigger things in the world. But um, when you do think about mental health issues, you think about physical issues, you think about team, military, all these things. It, it's an opportunity for you to have that conversation of I'm, I'm going through hell right now, or at least it feels that way, and, <clears throat> and then. How how am I going to get through this? And a lot of times, I feel like I, for me personally, I I look back into other situations. And in the last month or month and a half or so, my stress level has been a lot higher. There's a lot of anxiety going uh, with with a lot of things potentially coming down the pipeline. And, sure. And uh, I found myself getting way too far out and trying to fight <clears throat> those thoughts. Um, and even just earlier in this last week. I remember being in the gym and, and becoming emotional because I was just at war with myself. And thinking, I've gotten through this before, I'm going to get through it again, which was great. But I was trying to be louder than what I was actually believing. And so I think resiliency goes back to a lot of those beliefs. When you create resiliency, even in the moment, if you can acknowledge that you're being resilient, which is fine. I think it's kind of just a, you know, a tomato, tomato type thing. Like, I mean, what like, do you want to do? It, it's but like, being mindful. Right. right. <clears throat> it, it's acknowledging that what are you talking about to yourself? What do you sound like to yourself? What are your beliefs? Now, me, for me, recently, my beliefs have been very negative, but my voice has been very loud positive. So I created a lot of this tension, and then you know I go and I call a therapist back home, and within an hour, I'm I'm sitting there through you know a Skype session. I'm thinking, this is not working. I feel like shit still. You know, like ten minutes after I hang up the phone and walk out, son of a bitch, man. Yeah, I feel great. And uh, it's it's something that I had to be reminded of what it is to actually feel in love, even the negative, because you know you you try to get rid of some of these things. Like how do you create how do you create resiliency? I don't I don't know if there's a straight answer to that. I think it probably looks it's, different for everybody. Yeah. But for me, it's it's not giving up, right? I mean, I think that probably is a component for everybody. But it's the ability to 
I don't want to say ignore, but, but to overcome what those negative thoughts might be during that time of turmoil, whatever that turmoil may be classified as, uh, and still be able to put your head down and say, I am capable. I don't feel capable. I know I don't believe that I'm capable, but look backwards for a second. Reflect on something else and recognize that you have either developed, you are given the tools, or you are capable of learning new tools to overcome this situation. And we've, we've talked about this in not so recent episodes, or pretty recent episodes, I guess, uh, is just that ability to overcome something and, and say that, or to stress yourself daily. Now, it doesn't, have to be a, it doesn't have to be monumental, and, but like you talk about working out, you talk about going for a run, you, know, you talk about your mentality. We've talked about meditation, what, you know, sometimes going into meditation means bringing up some stuff from your past, not to, to bring it up for fun, but to stress yourself, to put yourself into a, in a, a world that doesn't feel great. And when you deal with it, you feel it. It becomes you, it becomes something, and then when you come out of it, it's less of something. And I think all those things kind of come together, and you can, when you do reflect, you can say, wow, resiliency is a way, resiliency is almost like a way of looking back at other things and saying, showing yourself the positives to get yourself through what might be going on right now. Sure. Uh, so for me, like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I try to tell myself I'm resilient in the moment. I try to acknowledge the things I'm good at and, you know, all, stuff like that. But for me, resiliency really is a, an ability to look back and understand what the truths are or what became the truths and understand that you are capable of getting through them. Like things feel terrible right now, but they also felt terrible before <clears throat> and we've corrected them or we've overcome them, whatever it might be. So the, the military, so I, I found these old slides. So I found these online for free for whoever's listening. <laughs> um, but the military <clears throat> or whoever is doing this has, has described resiliency as the ability to sustain good health and well-being in stressful conditions. And you just talked about that. By impl- Im- it, you know, I sounded by, so articulate too, I'm sure. You did. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, you by, as I said, using this word again, employ a little bit of stress per day, um, whether that's getting up and just sweating a little bit or doing anything that is a little outside of your comfort zone and you build that up, that habit over time. It's just inherent that that will create some resiliency when it comes to just stress. <clears throat> because I wonder, you know, with the house, granted I did buy one once, you know, but this is different, I'm building. But if I hadn't, if I hadn't gone through everything and, and and come out the other end fairly unscathed through my own mental, whatever you want to call it, foundations that I'd set, the failures, the learning experiences, who knows what the last seventy two hours would be like? Right. I mean, at least I know like okay, I need to make lists, I need to make pros and cons, I need to do this and that, <clears throat> and you know I could just see how something like this would make. I'm not perfect. Like I'm not. A, it's not like some braggadocious situation where I'm better than everybody. It's not the case because every thousands and millions of people do this. But if I didn't have put myself maybe through these stressful situations or been a little bit more introspective, I could see how something like this would just be way too much. Like, you know, so overwhelming. Yeah. Well, it's, it's fun. You know, we were talking in the kitchen earlier today and I was listening to, um, uh, I don't even know their names. The one, one of the kids that 
He's one of the founders of, of Airbnb. And oh, yeah, yeah. He said something about failure. Failure is the opportunity to move forward. It's or the invitation. invitation. That's right. It, that was the key word. And I thought it, it just struck a chord with me. And, and it was funny. We were talking about resiliency because you're talking, you're listening. I was listening to a guy that has launched, I think, a few businesses now, successful businesses. But Airbnb was not like, an, like it looks, um, he, he even talks about it. He's like, everybody thinks that Airbnb is something that overnight just happened and became this huge thing. He's like, no, we pitched several times. He's <clears> like, you know, we've been, I, I don't know when the interview was done, but at the time it had been nine years that they had been in existence. But he's like, the first three to five years were, we pitched several times and it just, it was an air mattress. Yeah. It was an air mattress concept. And it, was, it wasn't like your home. It was like, oh, there's a convention <clears> down the road. We should open up our house on an air mattress. And they started developing it in... It just started kind of going together with even the other night, Friday night. Took a night to myself, relaxed. Uh, was watching a lot of outside the lines for the Michigan State scandal right now, which is Jesus. just, you talk about resilient. <laughs> yeah. I, my God. Yeah. Uh, that is terrifying. It, terrifying to think that this is happening at almost every major university and hard to believe it's not, um, which is even more terrifying. Yes. Um, but nevertheless, I was watching um, the the E60, this is the XFL, mm-hmm. and Vince McMahon, and I forget the guy, um, was it Dick Enber- uh Who is it? The guy from NBC, a uh, huge name. So when they started this, they they had like had an idea. They announced the idea like a day or two after the Super Bowl one year, and they said, well, a year from now, we are kicking off. And they just kept going and going like, there are no teams. There's no owners. There's nothing. And they did it. And the funny part about it is that they basically failed because they didn't fill generators with gas. <clears throat> but there yeah. were tons of failures in the throughout the process. But just listening to them and seeing some of the the way the the way the document was put together was almost motivating to watch these people fail because you look at you're looking at I would assume millionaires if not billionaires and Vince McMahon and stuff like that and very successful people and the way people are talking about him is that he's the type of guy that touches anything and it's gold he's just got ideas left and right for entertainment and he failed but then you started looking at all the things they did with the XFL and then I started thinking and they even talked about it how the NFL today is watched on TV was not how it was watched before the XFL the sky cams <clears throat> yeah different camera angles, guys on the field with it, having players mic'd up, they changed the viewing experience and the NFL reaped the benefits. So it was like a, a, a non-polished turd and they took components of it and they changed entertainment for everybody, for the biggest sport in the world. And to me, I was just sitting there, I'm like, here's a guy that could just run with the WWE and never touch anything else and everything's good. But he said he had an idea. He wanted to change the world. He wanted to influence the world. And and he did through failure. And so I would say that that's a form of resiliency. Like, you know, yeah. uh, the Airbnb guy's talking about, well, you know, failure is an invitation to go forward. Right. You know, so, so it's kind of the same thing with resiliency. Is if you can acknowledge that in the moment of like, I've gone through other things. I've created and developed uh, the skills, the capabilities <clears throat> to maneuver my way through. And although this situation is not exactly the same. I can lean on those other experiences, but I can also take comfort in knowing that 
I don't have to quit until I feel like I'm ready to yeah. like until I find that if I yeah. want to quit, I can quit, but I can develop these things and I can probably overcome this. Look that that's really what it is. You know, like you ask people that are super successful in terms of finances or, you know, bringing a business in the world, whatever it might be, however you want to develop the success. But uh, a lot of them said that they didn't, when they did fail and it just didn't work out, they said they quit too early. Yeah. And to me, like resiliency kind of borders that type of thing. If like you want to become resilient, if you are resilient, you want to see resiliency in yourself, your team, whatever it is, it's not, it's, it's seeing something through uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I think that there's always a time where to fold the cards, right? Like you're not just keep running into a wall. But if you are, if your belief is that this can work out and it's something that's near and dear to your heart and something you truly want to do, you're passionate about, and it's, it's the only thing that's speaking to you, then you're not going to keep running into the wall. You're going to drive around the wall yeah. and continue to create. And that's resiliency, however you want to shape it. Football players, okay, you know, Tom Brady gets hurt. They bring him into, you know, they make the playoffs, he comes back, whatever. They're resilient. Uh, you know, you talk about war. People in war see some shit. <laughs> like, I, I can't do it justice in even describing it, but, like, you create resiliency. When these guys come back from war, they're resilient when they create for themselves or they ask for help yeah. and they get through the issues that they're having. They create a new life for themselves. <clears throat> That's resilient. And everybody has that opportunity to be resilient. Everybody at some point has been resilient. You know, like uh, a couple summers ago, a girl breaks up with me. You know, I thought this was everything. Girl breaks up with me. I take three, four days and I'm just, you know, it's over. Everything sucks, blah, blah. And finally, I was like, Dude, here's your opportunity to grow. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and resiliency is kind of, uh, to me, in, in relationship with growth. And yeah. it's just a little bit different where I don't think we do a very good job as humans, or at least I don't, uh, in looking backwards for a minute to acknowledge the positives. You know, like, and we've had this conversation not on the podcast. Maybe we've had it on the podcast. But look at the thing, you know, you, you talk about, oh, the last six months have been tough. Sure. But look what you did. I've moved across the country. I've gotten into a program that I desperately wanted to get into. And even though it's not potentially panning out the way I wanted to, I still accomplished these things that I I wanted to. And if your course changes, your course changes. But the resiliency is to take failure, to take struggle and acknowledge them and say, I'm capable of getting through this. I'm going to work really hard to develop skills to get through it. And then you look back and you say, wow. That's a really, you know, like I did a really good job of yeah. that and I would maybe change this. And so the, I mean, so they, when you talk about resiliency and the ability, I mean, we touched, you touched on all of it. It's bouncing back easily from setbacks. So Airbnb, Hey, um, you know, we, we got to pay rent. We got to bounce back and your, your setbacks when it comes to pitching for investors or, you know, even, even podcasting, you know, for whatever success you want it to be, even if it's just reaching out to people, you know, you, the, maybe it doesn't go the way you want it to, or the business startup does it, but you able to bounce back from that setback. Like you can, <clears> you <throat> can see past it and see, yeah. see what your vision is and, for everything. And that becomes, I think the whole thing is figuring out how to, and learn to be resilient. I think everyone wants to get through their shitty situations. And so you've got to figure out how to do that, but you know, you're coping well with nonstop change. I mean, that's another thing that's resilient is the uh, being resilient is the ability to do just that, to adapt to change. It's overcoming adversity. And then the big one, Jocko Wilnick talks about this and it's just the simplest concept in the world. And it's good. Like something bad happened. 
Okay, good. Right. Let's, that gives me the opportunity to do X, Y, and Z. Sure. Good. And that's saying convert misfortune into good luck. Well, and, and that comes back to, you know, I don't think we, I don't have a clear definition or a clear pathway of like, how do you become resilient? Yeah, but it is kind of being able to change your mindset about, you know, death. Okay, yeah, death is death is a terribly sad thing. And I know right now my family's dealing with a little bit. My, my dad is at least, uh, you know, one of his, his good friends passed away. Hmm. And you can choose to look at it as a negative. In, in, in ways it is a negative. You don't, there's not a lot of gain in losing your best friend or, you know, no. one of your best friends or even an acquaintance. There's, there's no gain in that. But the way that you can celebrate it is by understanding that, you know, hopefully he lived a good life. Hopefully he was a happy man. Like, hopefully he was doing a lot of things that he liked. But also, I think in those types of situations, okay to be, it's okay to be selfish and say, you made my life better. You know, like, I enjoyed my conversations with him. I enjoyed learning from these people. And, and I think that resiliency is the ability to kind of change your mindset and the way you view certain things. And, and for me, that's something that I tried to force, you know, more recently I've tried to force rather than allowing certain things to just be with me, allow the negative to be there. And then once you kind of allow that, there's more space for good to come in. So yeah, you know, like death or whatever the turmoil is, it's, yeah, it is a negative, but how am I going to view it? How are you going to maneuver your way through this and accept that there are positives? There's a silver lining, I guess is what they say. And, and it's just, it, we've talked about this, you know, for how many, how many episodes now, I guess we yeah. call it eight of, of like creating that mindset of acknowledging what's bad, acknowledging what can be better and understanding that it's temporary. So this is a good chart and I've, I've had this before. Um, and now of course I lost it. So this is, oh, here it is. Okay. <clears throat> so when you think about resiliency, when you think about how to overcome even something negative, like the loss of a friend or the loss of a spouse or a child or a pet, I mean, who knows, or loss, something that's loss, there's no positive from that. I mean, you can't think of, <clears throat> unless someone was suffering and it's like, okay, it's a blessing in disguise. Right. But if it's something, a you know, where is the good? Where, what do you do? And so this is this chart here. I mean, maybe you can post this in the show notes, but I think anything that's really negative to anybody is this disruptive change. And that can be anything that could be being late to work. That can be the small things. The alarm clock doesn't go up and you're like, ah, oh, shit, that's disruptive change. Right. There is, um, having to do things that you don't want to do like myself, uh, not buying the house. I want to do that. But there are things that, that disrupt the flow and we're such creatures of habit and we like routine and I don't care what anyone says. We do crave some structure. Sure. And <clears throat> even if that structure is whatever kind of chaos that is your life, there's, there's at least some sort of structure. There's a foundation and anything that's disruptive change. It's like these, these different, like the goal here is, is two paths. You either become the victim, like we talked about in self-victimization, or you thrive. And those are the two, <clears throat> you know, you could still have some fairly good outcomes even being a victim, right? You could, you could still succeed in whatever you were doing. However, you can also succeed when you thrive and 
your mindset and attitude in the situation just perpetuates you down the road even farther. Whereas let's say the thing, this disruptive change, like, uh, you know what, for example, your, your alarm clock doesn't go up and now off and now you're rushing to work and the coffee spills, but you know what, you get to work and everyone's like, all right, Frank, cool. Uh, you're here and it sucks, but you're a victim because the alarm clock didn't go off. And then the guy sucked at driving and you know, X, Y, and Z, right? Every, so, everything that can go wrong. It was at Murphy's wrong. law or whatever. Exactly. Everything can go wrong, goes wrong. And you're, and, and sucks. So, but you still succeeded. You're still at work. However, your attitude blows and now your whole day is affected. Whereas your disruptive change happens, you f- get to work, but you know what? It's like, I didn't take the victim road here. I accept responsibility for clicking PM instead of AM right. on my alarm. It wasn't like, oh, I can't believe it. I don't know. Right. Someone must have changed it. Right. Blah, 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 blah. But you accept the responsibility. You st- are still in the same situation. You still got to work late. You're still there. Everyone's happy you're there, but your attitude's different. And you've, you're not a victim. You've thrived. And I think that just translates to anything within in, in in that you're doing. The disruptive change, you can go through these different avenues and you have the choice to be the victim and just now there there are some things like death. You're like well, dude, right. Come on. Like yeah. you it's not that you're a victim, but you still can go down that sort of road, like, woe is me. And you're everyone's allowed to go through the, the grief sure. stages of grief. Sure. Um but you sometimes people get trapped in that. What's it's cool that you're talking about disruptive change because it, I think that's one of the reasons that therapy is great, and I think that everybody can benefit from it because at some point everybody has negative self talk. Yeah. And how do you disrupt that? I think it's a difficult thing for people that feel like the majority majority of their mindset is negative. For myself, I would say that I'm I'm a negative thinker towards myself. For everybody else, I think that they can accomplish anything. Yeah. But when you talk about disruptive change and it happened to me this week and I've heard of other ways of doing it, but I know one of my, uh, the one therapist, he, uh, he'll laugh. I'll like say something that like just feels like it hurts and he'll just, he'll like die laughing. And I, but like, and I know, I know what he's doing, but he absolutely changes the way, like he's like, you're, it's a big deal to you and that's fine. But it doesn't have to be this big a deal. And I know that a lot of people, um, you know, if you were telling me something that's going, you know, like, oh, man, the house, like we put a, we put something down on the house and it fell through and I'll be like, oh, that's awesome. And yeah, you're like, like what? <laughs> it, but in my head, I'm like, I just disrupted the whole whole <clears throat> loop that you're playing over in your head. The self-victimization. This is never going to work. Why do I suck? All these things. But like me saying that's awesome. Now you're like, why is that awesome? You tell me. Because now we have an opportunity for something better to come along. You get more time to perfect the skills that it takes to understand loans a little bit better, so to make yeah. more money, you know, manage your money better, whatever it might be. So it's absolutely coming back to the good, right? Good, and I, I've been trying to employ that. But I mean, so that's what they're doing. Like, so I've, I've been referencing this like military PDF and PowerPoints we do, but they call it avoiding thinking traps. And the thinking traps, I think you've talked about religiously on this podcast as, as much as I have disrupting those thinking traps. And that's kind of crazy. I, you know, you could definitely look like the asshole doing that, but it does disrupt. Uh, not everybody's a huge fan of this guy. Uh, and some of his stuff is, is a bit, a bit out there, but the concept, the theme is great. Tony Robbins, 
regardless of what he's talking about, he either makes me laugh because he's so ridiculous or he changes the way I think because I think that even if it's far-fetched, why would I not choose to think that way? <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, like, you get the choice, right? Right. Like, uh, I can sit there and be miserable or I can just latch onto this and, like, although I think it's somewhat ridiculous, I feel better. And most of his stuff is actually pretty great or else he wouldn't have the following he has, right? Like, he, certain things work. But, like, uh, he he does stuff like that where people complain. Well, it's like, that's awesome. You know, well, easy for you to say, man, you're worth $480 million <laughs> yeah, or right. something like that. But the truth is, at some point, he felt that way, too. And and so changing that loop, getting out of it, uh, and, and how do we do that? It doesn't have to be someone saying, oh, that's awesome. It doesn't have to be laughing at what feels like the worst turmoil you've ever been in. Like, you and I both, I think, have made it more apparent in our lives or a, a bigger part of our lives to write things down better. Yes. And I'd started doing this last weekend. And this last week, although it brought up a lot of um, anxiety, because, you know, I'm trying to break being a perfectionist, where I don't, you know, at one point it was like, just show up. Don't don't worry about being perfect. Just show up. And that was my battle. And now I've kind of reverted back into being, if I can't be perfect with it, I'm going zero. I'm not going to 100. <clears throat> I'm going to be zero. Yeah. I do that with nutrition. I do it with working out. I do it with studying, all these things. And the reality is, what can you get out of this little bit? Get 10%, get 20%, get 1%, whatever it is, just take whatever you can get. But uh, despite trying to you know, put things on paper, taking that, that has helped me break out of that loop, the, the negative loop. Just putting stuff on paper and running it down, that way it's not circling around yeah. and I don't have to think about it anymore. Okay, you cross it out. Now I'm literally writing down, drink a glass of water. Now, like, it sounds ridiculous, but there's been times where, like, I've forgotten to do something. I'll walk, like, make my bed is on there. Yeah. And I'm, I get rushed or whatever. You know, I always think that I have more time <clears> to do something than I actually do or things are going to happen uh, faster than I think they are. But I'll, like, get to school. I'm like, shit, I forgot to make my bed. But it's just, it, it's these things, like, at least I'm writing it down. It's not something I'm, I'm sitting there worrying about. Uh, and making my bed's not a good example <clears throat> in that situation. But wow. there's anxiety that grows from thinking about stuff without putting it down. You're trying to hold on to so much. Don't forget this. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. And you get 10 things in your head and like, what was number one? Yeah, I don't know. So I think that resiliency kind of comes back to what we've already started, at least talked about in several episodes, is it's developing good habits. It's developing a better self-talk and a better uh, confidence about yourself or how you view yourself. And understanding that resiliency is something that takes time. And how much time? It differs. It's not, it could be one second. It could be two years. You know, look at look air, look at Airbnb. Yeah, they showed resiliency and, and and fortitude to continue on because their vision was bigger than the failures they saw or they experienced. So they continued to find ways to work their themselves out of it. And one of their ways was uh, Obama O's or whatever it was. They they wanted to make cereal, and for like McCain and Obama running, that's when the whole Airbnb thing started up. Uh. They wanted to do it for the convention and all these things. And, you know, I think it was right here in Denver, actually. So was they started. Oh, wait, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. they started doing these things they called Kellogg's. They called a couple cereal. And I guess the cereal comes from like, no. <laughs> and so what they started doing is they just launched it. And every order they'd take, they'd go to the store. They'd buy a bag of, of cereal or a box of cereal. They designed their own boxes. They would take the cereal bag out of that box, put it in their box, re-glue it, send it off. 
They created like $20,000 of debt. And then the cereal paid for the $20,000 of debt. So the whole cereal thing didn't work out. But it was it was opportunities that, for them to learn. Yeah. And help them develop Airbnb even further. So it's it's just one of those things that resiliency, I think, is actually a really great way of summing up the first eight episodes for uh, yeah. us of like, well, how do you, how do you become resilient? And I'm sure that there's plenty of other ways to do it, uh, but like taking action, uh, changing beliefs, or understanding yeah. the way you talk to yourself, the way you believe in things, or the way you <clears throat> see things, the language you're using. These things affect it. Is it oh too bad for me? Like no, these things are good that are happening to you. You know, like it's not always easy to latch onto. The last month and a half, it was easy to latch onto. You know, the struggles. I would be in a much different place right now, <laughs> but I had the resiliency. I continued to tell myself that I can look back at this one day and understand it. You know, and luckily I have an incredibly supportive family and, and they help me recognize these things. My, so my friends help me recognize these things, but ultimately it's one of those things, uh, uh, I keep saying things, uh, but it, it's an opportunity to reflect. It's an opportunity to take inventory and say, what is, what is real right now? Versus what am I creating that's not real and get rid of some of yeah. that. And then what am I going to do to move forward? Or how can I apply looking back on a different situation to this situation currently and move forward with yeah. that? I think there's, <clears throat> obviously it's funny because we could have done this as the third podcast mm-hmm. and then like, so we're talking about resiliency and, and then have every subsequent podcast episode after that. There's a huge pattern in mental health and mindset and success and moving forward. Yeah. And it's, it's everything we continue to talk about. That's why everything kind of feels like it comes back it, it up. Compounds. There's just so yeah. many variables that are necessary. They all look different, but a lot of them are, are super related. Oh, they're all. I mean, if you employ, or I should say, God, that is my word of the day in this podcast, employ. If you... If you just aren't, uh, so we talked about patience, perspective, victimization, introspection versus you know your lo- your locus, this wherever you're sort of uh, framing your worldview. Sure. If you neglect one of these or allow one of these to just take over, I mean, you, at least for me, like it's all relative on what's resilient. But I can tell you that even though we got to the where we did on Saturday, and next Saturday we're going to set up a contract and it's going to be great. I can still tell you, regardless of that happening, I was not resilient this week. And I think by neglecting those certain things, the self-help, the self-care, perspective, victimization, X, Y, Z, you know, you just, you create this, this foggy framework in your head and you just let it, uh, you know. You just, well, I was going to say, we, I mean, potentially resiliency is simplifying life. Sure. And once you simplify and you get out of said situation you now have created resiliency. Well, yeah. And, it's right? and almost, like that's kind of what we're yeah. doing with writing things down with yeah. meditation, with making the phone call that I didn't want to make because it was going to cost me money to go to therapy, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have to press pause for a second. So like, yeah, I have to regroup. Yeah. And I, I, like in a blink yeah. of an eye, it, it pretty much happened, you know, not to say that I'm flying to the moon tomorrow. Like, no, but I feel much better. I feel yeah. much more capable. I'm, much more focused now by doing just the simplest of things, writing something down. Yes, I write down, take my vitamin D, take my fish oil, make breakfast, make meals for you know the rest of the day, study. 
there's positive feedback from crossing those yeah. things out. You feel accomplished. It's also just a lot easier. It's to keep it simple, stupid, the KISS method of just writing it down and saying like, okay, that that is gone. That is gone. And it's just, it's an organization because we know, we know that like just driving down the road, we're taking in millions of, of, of stimuli. And so how are you supposed to take all that in, think about everything you need to do and keep it organized, stay positive, create good habits, watch your, be, be healthy, all these things. Well, the, the, the list making is part of what resiliency is like it's goal setting. And even if the goals are as simple as brush your teeth, right. you know, that's a goal and you can still check that goal off. <clears throat> and that's part of, I mean, if you look at a, a resiliency plan, if you were to make one for yourself, you have to make goals. Um, I mean, you don't, you don't have to do anything, but your daily goals, short-term goals, long-term goals, um, you know, that's where Airbnb is successful. That's where even as something uh, as simple as buying a house is important. It's like, look, this is my goal. And so long as I keep my eye on the prize, I'm going to make it work. And it might not be tomorrow. It might not be this time around, but this is my goal. And the, even the goal, like my list of all the crap I have to do today, um, you know, it seems a lot of it just seems stupid. Like, why would you write it down? But it's a goal. This is my goal today to do this, and I can check it off and become accomplished. Well, and it, it may allows you to avoid, you know, nine o'clock tonight. Like, oh shit, I didn't well, I didn't write it down, and now yeah. I just remember I have to do it. But the store's closed. And that like, does damn it. help with a little right. bit of organization right. as well. So, like, but you, you're avoiding useless stress. Well, yeah, and your long-term and short-term goals, even when you write them down give you some sort of control and resiliency. I used to do, I mean, we did it. I did it when I got here. I'll probably do it again. I think it's nice to do every six months or every time you have a major change, get a whiteboard and just draw a line with an arrow. And on one side, put present on the far end. And then on the other end of the arrow, put a year. Or it can be a year from now. It can be 10 years from now. It can be, I mean, I typically just do 10 or five years. And then just start making lines in the middle of that drawn out horizontal line and put your goals. What the hell do you want to do? What? It doesn't matter. Travel to Europe. Travel to your first trip outside of wherever state you're in. Uh, take a class. Learn how to, you know, insert wherever. Go camping for the first time. Right. And then then you can start around that line and those those goals. You can start figuring out how the hell you're going to do it. Write down how much money and debt you have, how much, I mean, and then you just, you have it all visual in front of you and then you can start, you, first off you have control because you're not thinking about any of that stuff. It's all there and you can all see it all in one spot. It's tangible. And then you can, then you can start creating that. How are we going to do this to set those goals? And it's the same way as list making. It's goal setting. And this is what I have. This is what I want to do. And then, you know what, the setbacks, you know what you want, you know what you want, you know what you need, and you might not know how to get it, but you know, those little setbacks become a lot easier to work through because the eye is on the prize. This is what I want. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's, uh, I'm not the most resilient person in the world, but sure, yeah. I do think that. I think that resiliency comes up in different ways for everybody. It does. Absolutely. I'm not saying buy a house should be your thing. It shouldn't be. It's not, not the point. I just, that's what's going on currently right now in my life. And I think I can at least apply or find some parallels to how I'm not being resilient, how I should be resilient and how it fits in with my goals. Right. And I don't know. I, that's just I think, I think too, that and I keep talking about the reflection of it. And I think, uh, I think Tom Bilyeu 
the guy that started up Quest, Quest Nutrition, yeah. and now he's got Impact Theory, all these things that he's, that guy's phenomenal. Love that guy. Um, but he talks, I think it was him that talked about, you know, a lot of people choose to reflect on a week or a month or a year, whatever it might be. And he's like, I, I try to reflect at least three times a day. Hmm. Like just understanding that, okay, two o'clock, I have this task in front of me that's just incredibly difficult. What have I done today that could give me confidence to do this? Like, okay, well, look at your list. You've accomplished other things or just, you know, reflect back 10 years ago from now. You yeah. can do that three times a day and still be able to recognize, like, I am capable. I, I think that's something that, you know, we brought this up a couple of weeks ago, resiliency, and I've kind of thought about it. I'm like, I don't know when I have to talk about it. And and really, to me, it is it is a lot of reflection. It's a lot of taking the tools that we've talked about, trying to develop. And again, it's not that you and I have developed them to their fullest. Like, I think no. they're they're limitless, right? Yes. And, and you can always probably create more. That's not to say you have to. But for me, like, I started trying to do more of that reflection of what have you accomplished that you're proud of? And I think that that has helped me tr- start to move through and trust that the future is going to be okay. And I think that for me, that's been a lot of what's been going on is there's a lot of uncertainty in my immediate future. And it's given me anxiety about my five, 10 year future of like, well, am I going to be good enough? Am I going to be able to amount to anything? Well, what's your definition of those yeah. things? Like, why do you have to be a billionaire that changes the world? Why can't you change one person's life and, and make enough money to survive and eat and enjoy being happy with your family and your friends and, you know, whatever, you know, do a few things that you really enjoy and the rest of it you create still. Yeah. You know, you manage, it's, you manage money differently, you, yeah. whatever it might be. But I've, I have, at <clears throat> least in the last week, tried to be more conscious of reflect more on positive situations. For me, like, um, playing college hockey was a big thing for me. I I had people tell me that it wasn't possible. I didn't think it was possible. I really didn't even know it was an opportunity to begin with. But things started to unfold rather quickly and and I got to I got to do that. And there's a lot of pain that came with that that I still deal with and but those things like I some of my best friends are from mm-hmm. hockey in college. And it took hockey to meet these people yeah. and not to say I wouldn't have met others. And, but I look at why did I stick around so much? Well, it, it was definitely true love for the game, uh, but it was true love for, for the friendships that I made. And there was something that it was just, it spoke to my heart. So those are things that I look back on, and, you know, not that hockey for me is all positive. It's, it's just not, uh, it, it's just not And but I do look at, what was positive out of it. I truly loved what I did. I truly enjoyed being hurt doing it because it meant so much to me. But ultimately, I truly love that people loved me. And so resiliency for me was the ability to look back at something like that, look back at my family, to look at my sister, my dad, my mom, you know, whoever it is, my family, my aunt, you know, whatever it might be that I've known that they've gone through tough times and if either are they are either sorting them out or they have changed some massive things in life, whether it was for themselves or others. But there's so many positives that you can draw back on. And I think that resiliency to me is 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 that reflection hmm. of okay, you've talked about being able to acknowledge it in the moment. I don't for me, I don't think that I'm gonna acknowledge it in the moment and say, Oh, I'm being resilient right now. 
I'm looking at it as saying, here's an opportunity to grow, to be able to look back and say, be resilient, to build my confidence, to develop my habits, to develop my thoughts, to develop myself, whatever it might be, all the things we've talked about, and I'm sure whatever else we're going to talk about in the future. But it is really that opportunity in the moment or after that moment to press pause and say, when have I been resilient? When have I proved to yourself that you have? And if you think you can't do it, I am able to do it. And I would argue that if I'm able to do it, I know everybody says yeah. stuff like, if I can do it, you can, you do, can it. do it. Like, no, I'm, I'm very strongly uh, opinionated on this. Like, if I can do something like that with my mindset, uh, most people are capable of doing it. And it's, I'm, I'm rambling. Again, I went out last night with uh, my buddy and, and this kid, he, uh, I, I jokingly, but also seriously say that I don't belong in this program, this school program with him. But really what I mean is that not that I don't belong, that he doesn't belong. This kid has done some incredible, I mean, just things that really well-established doctors and stuff like that have not done. And he keeps really good company. You know, I, he invited me out and it was, it was a low key night and I got to meet some of, some of his very, um, successful friends. I mean, professional athletes, yeah. um, just people. And I, I was engulfed by the feeling of being there. I wanted to meet more of his friends. I wanted to understand more of where he came from. And I started to end up, I ended up looking around the entire bar and I started looking at like, they're just confident. They're all dealing with something. They've all dealt with something. Professional athletes getting cut when they shouldn't be, you know, because it's yeah. money or injuries or divorce or kids, anything like that. And like, it doesn't have to be this group of people that I was with. It was just funny to me to watch someone, you know, closer to my age, you know, not my mom, not my dad, not my sister who's a few years older than me, but people that are right around my age that have overcome some stuff for themselves that were you know, overcome situations that were really close to them. And I'm just watching him like, I would never wear that. But that kid is just pulling it off because he's comfortable. He's happy. He's doing yeah. what he wants to do. He's like, yeah, I don't fucking care about everybody else's thoughts. And it was just one of those, it was a reassurance of you do, you are a product of the company you keep. And to me, it was like, I'm so glad that I came here because now I can look back on this. And I felt myself being more confident, right? You know, we're at, we're at Blake street tavern, downtown Denver. And, uh, even when we play bags, like, you know, some of my best friends, we play bags, you know, in the summer or something like that. And I start off, I might have a couple of good shots and then all of a sudden I fall apart. I beat the shit out of myself inside. Like I might make jokes, but like, inside I'm like, you know, you can't even fucking play bags. Like you can't do this. You're never going to win. Like, you know, that competitive person on the inside starts to come out and I'm like, go away. Because being competitive means that you might fail and you might not be best, you know, like whatever it is. But I looked at these people and I... I felt confident just being around them because I was watching them like they don't care. And so we started playing bags and dude, I had the showing of my life. Yeah, hey, I was at the, and people <clears throat> were like, dude, do you do this a lot? I'm like, honestly, this is, this is the best I've ever done. And I'm not sure it'll ever stick around, but I started kind of in the moment I tried to take inventory and say, what is, what is going on? I did have a, a change in thought. Um, my, my, my negative loop was interrupted this week. So yeah. things were different there. I felt a lot more confident and calm with myself. I was just enjoying myself, but I was also surrounded by other people that just naturally, or maybe not even naturally that were just presenting confidence. And it was a no judgment zone. Like 
I don't care if someone across the bar is watching me. I don't know you. I'll probably never see you again. It doesn't matter. And it was just funny that something so simple as playing cornhole or bags, bags. you know, whatever you know it as, something so simple as that gave me feedback to say, okay, this really is in your head. Like, chill out. And I think that that was another opportunity. I started thinking about hockey. I started thinking about relationships. I started thinking about my current situation with school and what I'm going to do in the future. And although it still gives me anxiety, I was comforted to know that you are in charge of, like, you do have capabilities that you can really present and, you know, fine-tune that will lead you to somewhere. You yeah. don't have to know where yet. Just know that your vision is to get better. Sure. And that that's all it has to be. And so maybe I guess that was kind of resiliency in the moment. Yeah, it was. Um, but in all that resiliency was reflecting on that moment, understanding and feeling what, yeah. it, what am I doing and what am I feeling right now, but also looking back and saying, here's, here's where you weren't necessarily like this playing hockey or the drums or in school your mindset was totally different and this is that is probably one component as to why you struggled through those those moments that came up and you're not struggling so much now and it was just this opportunity to really take the inventory and say in one week you have felt much better you felt happier doesn't mean that the it's you know human potential I think is pretty close to limitless. And I think we're proving that, and so now it's just a matter of can you slowly, because we know that I don't I don't want to spike. I don't want to dive down. I don't want to spike up. Yeah. I want to just consistently understand the habits I'm creating, and the mindset that I'm I'm molding. And last night was just within five days really, an example of how quickly it can change and as you say in the moment, I guess I was probably resilient or experiencing resiliency See, in that yeah. moment. Um, <clears throat> and that was, that was really cool. And, and it was fun to, it was fun to feel loved, allow myself to feel loved. Cause I know there's plenty of people in my life that do love me. Yeah. And I recognize get, it. Right. And it, it, to allow people to love you is another form of self love too. And, uh, you know, my buddy texts me after he's like, I'm really glad you got to come out and meet my friends. And I was like, you don't even know the like you are the man like just, I, the the fact that you invited me out i feel honored uh but getting to experience where other people come from and hear them say oh this kid played an important role in the way the reason i am where i am today or where i'm going today and to understand and see those friendships those those relationships was more of an honor to me and like i don't think i don't think words could ever sum up that what I was doing in my head was building my life. Yeah. I was I was reassuring myself that you are capable. And as much anxiety as I might have today or tonight, thinking about five years, one year, three months down the road, which are which is not here yet, and you can have the plan and it might not work out, probably will not work out. It was awesome for me to be able to sit there in my own head and have a positive experience, have a loving experience with myself. And other people that I didn't know. And I I think that now that I'm talking for an hour straight, what you said, and I didn't quite understand of being resilient in the moment, I think that was a form of it last night for me. And that that is, I went to bed happy last night. Miserable that I had to wake up super early, like four hours from when I was putting my head down. But was miserable. I was incredibly grateful that I made the decision to go because like I said, I was considering not going. And I just, I ended up having an absolute blast and learning about a lot of 
learning a lot about a lot of people, but most importantly, learning about myself. And you could have stayed home. Right. <clears throat> and I would have probably probably created some some sort of mindset that I would have had to really battle yeah. um, to stay afloat, to continue on with what I had created all week. Yeah. So I think it's interesting because um, it's almost like two different thought processes. It's, it's still resiliency, but it's looking back. It's almost like summarizing here. It's you can look back and recognize when you have been resilient. Like I got to this point because I've done X, Y, and Z. I've been resilient at this one time. So it's almost proving to yourself that you can do this. And then there's maybe it's maybe my <clears throat> forward projection and what you've almost talked about the, the goal setting and the futuristic type of, of mindset. Maybe it's based in a little bit of fear because you want goals, but you know, it's, it's uh, you, you know that you have to do this because this needs to get done and you want this to, to happen. Well, not, not to cut you off. No, but good. Could, could you potentially say that creating resiliency is exactly what we're saying when we say take action go towards your fear resiliency is essentially you have taken action and gone straight into that fear whatever that fear might sure. be i don't think people do a good job of recognizing what fear is uh <clears throat> that they're fo they're functioning yeah. out of fear and that's something i, I learned this yeah. week that i'm not still very good at recognizing it i just feel um you know bringing up the idea of recognizing resiliency as it happens it a lot, and you don't have to do it all the time, but in certain situations to, to recognize, especially if you're feeling down, I think I recognize it more when I'm have a negative mindset and because then I can say, am I being resilient right now? And then if you can, it's almost like you're stopping the thinking loop that you were talking about. You're like, nope, I am totally not being resilient right, right now. And you can adjust and or you get through something generally when you're getting through something and it's great and you're just, you're succeeding as Donald Trump would say, you're winning. Um, you know, you don't think about, you don't think about, uh, the resiliency in it. You're just, you're just reaping the benefits. You're in a flow state yeah, anyway. Flow so it's state just, for sure. You're so focused on one thing that you and, couldn't possibly think about. And I think things. when you're in a negative mindset, when you're frustrated, you're searching for answers. You're like, what is going on? And then that's where I try to employ the, okay, are, do you have resilient behaviors right now? And if you're not, you know. Well, in, in going off last night, it, I think that I before I went out, I was looking for excuses not to go. And there were plenty of valid excuses. Uh, I did have to work this morning. I was already tired. I should have been studying. But what were the real fears? I mean, those, those were valid. I don't even want to use the word excuse. But for lack of a better term, excuses. Those were things that I could have replaced that time with and done and probably gain something out of as well. Would I have executed those? I would probably suggest no. I would not have studied. I would have probably just sat there and watched TV and yeah. done nothing. But it was, you know, I, I, I was showering, still looking for an excuse not to go. And I started thinking, why not? It was because I didn't know where to park downtown. I didn't want to park. I didn't want to feel uncomfortable not knowing where to park. Uh, I was scared I wouldn't be able to find the place. I... All these ridiculous, you know, it comes back to, and I, it was, it comes back to when we were talking about in one of the earlier podcasts about, um, you know, being at work and being scared to make a call because I'm scared of looking stupid. All of these things are rooted in fear. And so maybe that moment last night was not so much that I was just, you know, honored to be there. I felt like I was conquering things. I, I didn't even consider the fact that like, you don't even have to drive downtown, asshole. You can take your light rail pass, drive up to that station, park your car, 
and take the light rail straight downtown, it drops you off at the place <laughs> they are at. And that was, you know, not that it's significant. I don't think I was truly scared. It's just like one of those things of like, I don't know if I know where I'm going and I'd rather not get lost on a light rail going across Colorado. Um, but once I got on it, it was like, all right, a little yeah. confidence, man. You're doing something that you've never done before and you're comfortable. Like it's not, things are happening better than what you thought because everything you thought was going to be like, I'm going to get lost. I'm going to look stupid. I'm not going to know what to do. Well, okay, first of all, if that does happen, you just ask somebody. Not a big deal. I'm, I'm sure somebody's, every day people get mixed up on the light rail here. But I think that maybe part of that feedback that I was getting was you did something, you you beat the excuse. And the outcome right now is positive. And what what if, at one point last night, I thought, what have I been missing out on from this fear? And I'm really glad that I did come down here and get to experience this because I'm having yeah. a blast. And it was just one of those things like, now is every moment going to turn out like that? Nope. But the fact that I can look back one day and say, you chose to do that and you gained from it rather than you thought you were going to lose you know, money, study time. You're going to be miserable today. All right, I'm going to go to bed a little bit earlier tonight and make up for it and we'll be good. But yeah. it was just that feedback of maybe I was beating some of those uh, deep-seated uh, fears that I had. And then I just ended up having a good time. I was I was grateful, and I think that's something else that I've tried to do a little bit more. And is I write three things every morning now that I'm grateful for. It could be the heat, it could be the roof over our head, it could be that I am in Colorado. It's beautiful here, you know. Um, it's just stuff like that that I think maybe now I understand better what you mean when you you experience or you can recognize resiliency in the moment. And for me, now that I'm sitting here rambling. It was probably a combination of overcoming some some fears or thoughts that were limiting. And yeah. once I beat them, all of a sudden everything, as small as playing bags, as small as meeting some really great people, as small as smiling for the night. It's like cracking. Uh, those things happen. It's like cracking the egg. Right. And, and it's it, just more data. Yeah. And like, you know, it's one of those things like had I not taken the time to feel earlier in the week, Instead of fight and be louder than those those thoughts, those negative thoughts and those limiting beliefs, uh, I probably wouldn't have been here. I probably not here. I probably wouldn't have gone last night. Yeah. And just that whole thing, like now I can look back on this week and say, all right, it wasn't perfect, but, far from, but I gained a ton out of it. That's good. Yeah, which is pretty sweet. Well, I don't want to wrap it up, but I got to wrap it up because I got to go. Sweet. Yeah. And makes, I feel good. Good. I do too. I don't know how much more we're going to say resiliency, employment, and things, yeah. and habits. So. so I'll add the one word in here that no one would expect, but we're going to go make and learn how to make mozzarella cheese tonight. Oh, wow. Okay. That's going to be dope. What's, uh, what do we have coming forward? So moving forward, um, hopefully, I'm hoping that we'll have our first guest uh, for our next podcast. I'll keep it a secret right now and maybe um, kind of re release some stuff over the week. Um, different shift in, in, uh, mindset, but I think it's a little bit more, um, an opportunity for education. <laughs> exactly. Something that is not mainstream, I would say. Yes. I think beginning to be mainstream, some people will unfortunately call it pseudoscience. Voodoo. Voodoo. Um, but regardless, it's a, it's an ability to like have a connection. Right. And, and placebo effect is still part of science. So. It is. So, uh, we won't tell her all of that, but, 
um, yeah, so hopefully next week that's that's cool. going to pop up. And we got we have a few other things in the work for yeah. coming weeks too, and hopefully some more guests. But it's a uh, week nine. It is week nine. Wow. So as always, thanks for tuning in. You know where to find us, and uh, reach out to us if you have any questions or just want to chat. And uh, you can find us on you know Instagram, Facebook, wherever, and and we'll, we'll chat with you. So as always, sure. man, thanks. It was a blast. See you guys. All right, bye.